On this episode of AV Week, holy cow, the Microsoft Surface is finally shipped. Also talk about Enterprise Connect and the Dante Via. All that and more next on AV Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Advanced AV. This is AV Week, episode 239, recorded Friday, March 25th, 2016. Terry Trunk Slammer. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us this week, Miss Lindsay Adler from SEN Magazine. How are you, ma'am? Very well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Also with us, our buddy and pal and uh, frequent writer for, actually, Lindsay and, and AV Nation as well, Mr. Mike Brandis from Vadio. Welcome, sir. Thank you for having me on. It's good to be back. Uh, and a newbie, so you two be nice to him. His, his name is Orion Madsen from Tech Electronics from the beautiful city of St. Louis, Missouri. Welcome, Orion. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, this is uh, Good Friday if you, if you celebrate uh, the, the Good Friday thing. So Good Friday to you. We're, we're recording this uh, on, on Good Friday. 90% of the time when we do this show, there is no what I would call breaking news. It has happened from time to time. This would be one of those times. Uh, so I got, got an email from a, a, a reporter friend of mine and said, oh, my gosh, this is actually happening. So, oh, my gosh, the Microsoft <laughs> Surface Hub is ship, shipping. Holy crap. <laughs> All right. So and, and Craig McCormick writes, you know, finally, after nine months of, after showing the Surface Hub in uh, Infocom 2014, uh, I'm sorry, 2015. Um, they released it. It was on their uh, on their G um their their uh their blog by uh for devices. By a guy by the name of Brian Hall. I am not going to read this entire press release. Right, just not going to happen. He Thank basically you. goes thing. Yeah, goes on to say he's very proud of his team. He's very proud of what they try to accomplish. Trying to sell, solve uh save people money. Da, 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 da. And way way down here, oh yeah, it's finally shipping to our business partners. Awesome, great, groovy. Again, this is after I have stopped counting how many times that they have um, that they have uh, delayed and delayed. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, last year at Infocom, they said it was releasing uh, in July, if I'm not mistaken. Um, then they delayed it again until far, farther on to fall, and then the first of the year. This year at ISE, which they exhibited last year, they didn't exhibit. They uh, they had they were they were present in the AVI SPL booth, but they didn't have a stand themselves. Uh, so, Mr. Brandis, we'll start with you. Is is it good that they they've delayed it? Is it bad that they've delayed it? What do we think about the fact that that Microsoft has finally said, "Yay! Now you can have this product that we've been talking about for almost two years." 
Uh, well, first of all, it's never a bad thing when you ship product because that's usually how you generate revenue. Uh, so it's good for them to do that. Um, I can tell you working for a manufacturer and having spoken with a number of manufacturers over the years, as a customer, as someone writing articles about them, uh, every single company has this same internal struggle with the go-to-market strategy. When do we release versus is it ready to go? Can we update it later? Uh, Microsoft uh, hopefully saw that especially at Infocom, that it was nowhere near ready to go, uh, from my personal opinion with it. Um, and they wisely held off. I did have a chance to play around with it at not only AVISPL and Whitlock's booths, but also the Microsoft booth and the SPS Communications booth at um, Enterprise Connect a few weeks ago. It's a lot more stable. Um, that being said, it's still a Windows machine, so there's a, you know, just a level of stability that people are going to have to get used to. We see it all the time in digital signage and things like that, where the system's just going to crash. Um, you know, Linux computers do that. It's a, it's a computer that's going to happen. Um, I hopefully, uh, the key with any go-to-market strategy is you get the product out the door and it stays out the door. So hopefully, waiting this long keeps it out the door. They don't take back 90% of their first-run units. All right, Lindsay, from, from your standpoint, you've been covering this since, since the beginning. What do you think about the fact that it's, it's you know, we're two months out of Infocom and, and they're they're releasing it now and, and shipping it to their partners? I, I think it's great. I think delaying it is always a good idea also if the, per, if the product's not ready. Don't roll it out so that we can all have problems with it in the marketplace and nobody's going to want to buy it eventually. And in terms of this being announced, it's been, you know, every other month it's, we get the, oh, it's almost shipping, or it's shipping this quarter. You know, at ISE, they told me it was shipping that month in February. So we knew it was really close. So it wasn't a huge surprise, but I guess it is kind of the most breaking story in a quiet week. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to me, I, I'm ready to see the next steps. I mean, who... They've sold a lot of them, from what I've heard. The partners have, so I think customers have been anxiously waiting the arrival of them. So let's let's see how that goes. Let's see the delivery of them to the customers and the integration, and and see how the businesses are actually benefiting for it um, from it versus you know some of these other collaborative display solutions on the market already. So that's we're more you know looking forward to seeing it in action. That's a really good point, Lindsay. Is the is that this is this probably shouldn't be the story. The story should be in a couple of of weeks. When they once they do take possession and start integrating them and see how the actual end users start using them, um, Orion, from your standpoint as an integrator, um, you know what do you think about the fact that that they're finally uh, releasing them to the wild? So they may actually be doing this at a good time. We in the past have used uh, Infocus's MondoPad, which is a competing product, and they mm -hmm. just stopped shipping their eighty-inch units. Um, we I had a project few months ago where they promised, oh, it'll ship at the end of the month, and then the, you know, the normal, it'll ship at the end of the month, well, it didn't come, and they delayed it till like, July. Wow. So they, you know, it may be a good time for them to be available and, and get in, but as far as the first product, I'm a, I'll believe it when I get it here on the dock, so. Well, yeah, and that and that's that's kind of been my back and forth. Craig McCormick, it's a, it's a he's he's a good buddy, and I, I I'm blessed in the fact that I have a lot of reporters and editors like Lindsay that that I can count as friends. And uh, Craig has been following this story forever, and I, I he said something on Twitter the other day about it, and I told him I said, you know what, look, I'm going to get a sub one thousand dollar OLED before you get a Surface Hub. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't bet on anything like that. Just let's just put it that way. 
Uh, all right, let's get kick on. Uh, so Chief is doing something interesting, and um, Chief is owned by Milestone. Milestone is one of our very nice uh, underwriters. Uh, they they released something about a week ago. They're starting a digital signage group, um, and uh, it's being headed up by by Frank Pisano, uh, who's the director of U.S. Sales for Chief. He's not moving out of that role, right? He's this is kind of a you know additional uh, additional um, uh, uh, duties. But what's interesting about this is the digital signage over the last two or three years has kind of grown to the point where Chief has almost had to do this. Um, Aviation went to the uh, digital signage, uh, the New York Digital Signage Week uh, back in, in in November. Chief was there. Uh, you know, um, a couple other companies were there. Peerless was there, and, and um, uh, uh, Prime View was there. So I, w- I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. Barco was there at the number of people that I would consider Infocom-centric companies, people that that have significant booths, were involved with Digital Signage Week, Chief being one of them. Actually, Frank was one of the folks that were there. Lindsay, from from your standpoint, how significant is it the fact that that Milestone and, and Chief specifically are are putting all this, you know, this focus and this new group into the digital signage market? Yeah, I think it's a really smart move for them. And I think there's a fair amount of disconnectedness in the digital signage market and a lot of opportunity. Uh, and it sounds like, it just, I, I'm not, I'm just kind of surprised more people don't do this actually. It was like, oh, that's interesting. People don't do that already. It, it just is it, this sign of, you know, bundling more services to make everyone's lives easier. Although I have to say, I, I was a little bit unsure of the impact on the integration channel in particular because it talks about helping the manufacturers and the end users and the content providers. Um, and their chief is essentially going to be acting as a partner and a consultant. So I, I would hope that that all includes the integrators and, and AV consultants also and isn't any kind of challenge to them. So that was kind of one question that I had. But, you know, in term, Frank Pisano, of course, is really, really smart person. So um, I think that bodes well for this program as well. And, and again, I, I, I'm this is kind of my attitude toward everything really is, okay, this is interesting. Let's see what happens with it. Let's see how people are using it. I want to talk to the customers. Yeah, absolutely. Orion, from your standpoint, you, you are an integrator. So let's does this help you uh, package together digital signage products, you know, having Chief, you know, bring things together? Potentially, you know, it's kind of all about how they fit in that puzzle. You know, they're going to act as a consultant between, you know, the content providers and the screens and the, you know, whoever's box you decide to put behind it. Everybody, when they want to do digital signage, they think that the big hurdle is, let's go put a display on the wall and put a box behind it. That's the easy part. It's (laughs) all about the content you're going to put on it. Um, And I produce video um, as a hobby as well. And yeah, it's companies never realize how big of a, expense and effort it can be to to produce custom content for their digital signage so if they can kind of help steer that and have places for them to go i think it could be a good thing yeah absolutely mr brandis from from your standpoint as a manufacturer um how does this work when you're trying to pull things like this together uh vadio has a number of different products and, and you guys have partnered with with folks before how does that all work when you take that to the to the integrator and say here here's a nice nice package for you uh, you know, that's a really great question. First of all, uh, what we want to do as manufacturers, and, and I'm sure Chief would agree with this and everybody hopefully would agree with this, is we want to have happy customers. Mm-hmm. Um, our happy customers are the people that are going to be receiving the digital signage installations in, in this particular instance, um, as well as the integration channel. 
those are our two happy customers that we care about. So we want to, and I'm sure Chief the same wants to deliver, you know, an all-inclusive solution, stuff that's going to work, things that, you know, if it's kind of if they're going to be the hardware company that's bringing all the people together, um, you know, that's fine. You know, a lot of times it's very frustrating to get everybody together and get everything set. Um, and so I, you know, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out from our standpoint. Uh, you know, Vadia, where, you know, we do this with other manufacturers time and time again, a customer calls and says, I need this solution. And we throw our parts into the ring. Then we get, you know, Crestron on extra on AMX into the ring and we get other people into the ring and we say, okay, here's your parts list. And then, I mean, how many times have, you know, end users done this in a bid process, gone to manufacturer for design assistance and then released it out for bid to a number of, you know, integrators. That's, that's the future. That's kind of, you know, especially as the platforms continue to be the biggest headache, like Orion was saying, um, you know, the AV side of things will always, will be one of the easier sides of, of the thing. So if we can kind of coordinate and not get lost in the shuffle, that's always a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, let's turn our attention to a piece that actually Mr. Brandis wrote uh, for Lindsay. That's kind of neat how that worked. Uh, so yeah. you went to Enterprise Connect. Uh, and if you're not familiar with Enterprise Connect, it used to be called uh, VoiceCon. So, this is a telecommunications <laughs> conference, right? Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, it has migrated over the last few years into a, a VTC show and and somewhat of, a, of an AV technology show. First question for you is, is why does Vadio go to Enterprise Connect? Um, well, that's a great question. We've been, uh, from the beginning, kind of one of the first companies that really built professional audio and video devices for... Um, US with the USB connectivity in mind uh, from you know a few years ago when we had the we're easy easy USB campaign uh, with you know a camera and microphones and a mixer amp you know products that have become mainstays in just about you know every soft conferencing integration over the past you know four or five years uh, this is the next logical step so you know a few years ago there was you know, Skype for Business was making slow inroads and was going to be the thing of the future. And Cisco, you know, had Jabber. And so there was a lot of like talk of USB video kind of reaching the enterprise. Um, This year, it was kind of more of an explosion. Cisco's long been a hardware um, provider, Uh, everything from handset telephones to uh, codecs, as we know for years, with their acquisition of Tamburg. but they kind of put their entire keynote on Cisco Spark uh, this year, their computer-based platform, um, showing how it integrates with their their codecs um, and really hailing it as the future of their their model. So, you know, five, seven, ten years down the road, would hardware be a huge portion of Cisco's collaboration division? Probably not. Um, with a computer? Probably. Um, so for, you know, companies like us, there are a number of other, you know, AV manufacturers there, um, both on the USB side and on the collaboration side, like Oblong um, and Prism, you know, companies like that that build huge collaborative displays. Uh, It was just the future is moving towards the computer more and more. Vadio has been saying it for five years and, you know, we've been getting, you know, kind of pushback. 
But the thing is, the AV channel, and I was having this conversation with a number of people, and this is kind of why I wrote the article, is the AV channel buys in fives and tens, and the IT channel buys in five thousands and ten thousands. So we, you know, I had a talk with an IT distributor that I used to buy from as an end user, as a technology manager. And, you know, we talked about it. He's like, well, I don't see any reason why theoretically we wouldn't buy 500 of these and just put them out there when we need them. You know, that's kind of how the IT channel operates, which is a different model than how the AV channel operates. Um, so with the IT channel starting to embrace the USB connectivity instead of it being kind of the bastard stepchild of enterprise communication, uh, it is going to do huge things for audiovisual manufacturers and integrators and resellers and distributors, um, probably realistically seeing it in the next year and then it becoming completely commonplace in the next two to three years probably. Okay, so so as both an exhibitor and obviously you, you were able to, to walk around and, and see what all was there, why should, should integrators care about the, this show? First of all, integrators should care about the show because if they don't, manufacturers are going to start selling through the IT channel and the integration channel will die. That's number one. That's a big one. Um, AV is becoming incredibly commoditized today um, in terms of the the difference for your average you know, installation. We see it. I see it all the time on LinkedIn. We're the furniture company that does AV, so we know about the project first and we're going to get it done right. Uh, or the electrical company that does AV. Or everyone's got an AV division now. Yeah. Terry Trunk Slammer Contractor.com has an AV division, I'm sure. They can put a TV on a wall. They can fish a cable through the wall and put an HDMI plate on a table. Uh, you know, that doesn't require a separate industry to do. So if I'm a manufacturer and I'm looking at ways that I can grow my business by leaps and bounds, I'm taking a hard look at the IT channel. I'm taking a hard look at the people that are going to go out there and put in, you know, a new communication system for a Fortune 500 company with 35 offices across, you know, 10 countries. That's that's the future. That's what that's where the proprietary Kodak manufacturers were living for a long time was the IT channel and by the way the AV channel sold, you know, I'm sure some decent percentage of money for them, but that's where the money is. The money is in shows like this and the clients that it attracts and the buyers um that it attracts, you know, when you're sitting in a room with the head of, you know, the CTO of Motorola or the CTO of, you know, Bloomberg, it's, it's not something that we should really be shaking our head at as an industry that's grasping at straws to remain relevant and kind of nip at the heels of IT in terms of, you know, take us seriously, please. Uh, and we're not going to accomplish that by, you know, ditching out on the serious, important enterprise level stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Orion, as as a company that that does a lot of these different things, uh, Tech Electronics not only does does AV installations, they do IT ones, they do security, all sorts of things. Uh, is this an area that you guys have to 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 pay attention to? Yeah, I've had a lot of uh, significant amount of customers kind of looking for a place to go, and as an integrator, there's not a whole lot of uh, you know, cost competitive options. As Mike was saying, AV is coming, becoming kind of commoditized. So the, you know, a lot of times we're supplying, um, you know, something like a service hub or a, a Mondopad or, or some sort of PC device. And then the, the end user is going to go out and find their own communications platform um, unless they need a specialized set of features. Um, 
but every platform has so many different feature sets and how they work and what hardware you need and, and everything's going away from from bridges um, just due to the cost. So if, if people can have a place to go to find that information and actually get to, to play with it and, and talk to people, I think that'd be, be really great. This kind of goes back to the conversation we're having about the chief digital signage. If AV can be the party that drives all the wagons together in the circle that delivers not only the physical installation, but I'm sure that integration firms out there can sell licensing to blue jeans and Cisco spark. And you probably are buying your Skype for business licensing directly from Microsoft. But one of the things we're missing as an industry and desperately in need, and it's in there in the article is the services side. You know, everyone's got a white glove service that they have that, you know, we sell this video conferencing solution, which some of us all know is the same common backend. But what we're missing is when a company says, Hey, I want to put, Skype for business for my 900 employees, you know, they are going to have to go somewhere else because we don't know how to set up Skype for business. That's a huge revenue stream we're missing out on because, you know, sure we may get 20 TVs and a few nooks behind TVs and, you know, 20 audio cameras and wonderful audio microphones with it, but we're missing the AV industry and the integration firms missing out on the potential for millions of dollars in professional services on a yearly basis you know, for installations like these. All right, Lindsay, how, how do we help them? Uh, you know, Lindsay's SCN magazine is a huge magazine for, for integrators and, and system contractors. How, how do we help them get there? <laughs> well, um, covering Enterprise Connect is, is one way. Totally. But uh, I, this show is so interesting to me. I've had my eye the last couple of years, and it just seems like the type of show that integrators should be going to. I, I don't know if Mike has any perspective on integrators that he saw there or, or if they start, are starting to notice. I mean, other than the, 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 the AVIS fields and the Whitlocks that boost there, but, you know, people like Orion walking that floor. Um, I, I can't wait. I mean, there's so much that we can learn from them, really. And, and in terms of the services that Mike was talking about, we have grown the conversation about that a lot in the AV industry, I think, and I know at SCN we try a lot too, and, um, you know, we get a little bit of pushback, we get a lot of people who get it too, and this just seems like the prime place to really figure it out for them. I, I'd love to see an enterprise connect pavilion at Infocom or vice versa, really. I mean, there should be more cross-pollination, I think, between these shows, because, you know, as we get more and more converged and... You see, you see it from the manufacturers who have increasingly more the last couple of years, the AV manufacturers like, you know, the Vadios and the Oblongs and um, who are appearing at this show now. I mean, those people who are doing that, especially the ones who got in earlier, are, are really smart. And I, I've seen it grow every year, so it'll be interesting to see the pace of that growth at that show. And um, I just... We yeah. should all be going, I think. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, that's one of those things that that I'm I'm, inter I'm interested to see, you know, how many integrators um, are going to this show. Obviously, we talked to to Valio about this, and and Oblong. We we uh, talked with with uh, Penny Sittler from Draper about another show, uh, Green Build, and it's another show that it, it's talking about you know green buildings and, and lead and stuff, but it's another show that is not. AV centric, where AV companies, again, traditional AV companies, are are going to to exhibit their wares and, and connect with folks who aren't, um, 
inherently you know av centric 100 percent. so it'd be kind of interesting to watch all these different shows so one of the biggest things i think is missing with av it convergence is just the more frequent interaction between those two sides of the industry so you know for av people to go to a more traditional it show and vice versa i think that that would just benefit them tremendously just to be able to interface with them in their environment and vice versa yeah, absolutely all right, uh, we're going to do a, a story here, and it's it's one that I'm, I'm interested in because it's, I, I got introduced to Dante Villa uh, at ISE, actually. And what it is, and I, I say I'm going to try to do this, so let's, uh, if you're watching the video or you're listening and I do something stupid, then just bear with me because I actually have Dante Villa installed. Are going to get a live demo? Well, sort of. <laughs> So, okay, so close that. Okay, so if you're watching the video, so here's the, the interface for Dante Via. Uh, you have audio sources and you have audio destinations. Um, and I have two computers at the, at the AV Nation studios, my, my, my five by five little room here. And um, the one that we're talking through now is what I refer to as my internet one. It's what we use Google Hangouts on. The other one is, is a recording device. It's, it's, it's what I use to record it. So if, if the other one was, was running as well, you would see um, both the, the, um, the, uh, the other uh, computer as a source as well as a de destination. What you can do is notice that we have Google Chrome here. I actually have op Opera open for our, our, our uh, articles. Um, and we can send that actually to any, any place. If we had iTunes opened up, we could send iTunes only out to the other computer. So you can pick per application, which is unique in the fact that a typical A to D to D to A converter, audio, um, analog to digital converter, you're sending the entire audio out of the computer, right? Everything that comes out of this box is going to go to the audio to, to digital converter, right? So that's the Google part here. If we were playing music in the, from, from iTunes, what have you, what this thing does is you can pick and choose what you want to send out of the computer. And from someone who has a recording set up here, that's that's interesting. But from a, a, a home or office or live sound Dante setup, that's also interesting in, in the fact that you could have um, a video server and an audio server running on the same device, send one Dante stream out to your home stereo system and the other one out to your 5.1 surround sound system. Um, what's also interesting about this is the price. Mm -hmm. I want to say, is it $50 or $100 per license? I think it's about $50. It, for, for one, so for per computer, $50. Bucks. Lindsay, when it comes to networked audio, how big of a deal is this? It's a huge deal. I mean, they're they're making it so so accessible, and they're already kind of leading the industry, known for that. The you know, there's so many products that are Dante enabled now, and and now they're making it so it's kind of a no brainer for any live sound guy, any any kind of application really. I mean, it it has broad application possibilities to to use this, and and even if you're not sure, it's like, well, why not? I'll I'll give it a try for fifty bucks, mm -hmm. and, and I think that's what they're going for really is that people are going to give it a try. It's going to make it a lot more um, accessible for, for any kind of person in the industry. And I think the deployments are just going to grow too. But and to me, it just seems like 
it's it's becoming easier and easier to to use Dante. That's that's something that they're really working on, and um, you know there are different facets of that too. Um, you know we're actually doing a, a webinar soon with Audinate, um, and also Symmetrics that is just. And if you're not familiar, Audinate is the is the overarching company that that is kind of um, not the marketing arm of 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 Dante, but the guys that actually put it out and, and are are looking for it. So. Or uh, Dottie type of thing. Am I going in and out again? A little bit, a little bit. Uh, but when, when is the when is the webinar? When is the webinar? Uh, when is the webinar? Oh shoot! Um, it is in two or three weeks. Just one moment here. Um, April, uh, March thirtieth. March thirtieth. Okay, so next week. Yeah, next week. All right. Very good. Uh, Orion, as as, a, as an integrator, somebody that that's putting in Dante devices, uh, how big of a deal is 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 this via thing? Seems like a like a huge deal. I think it's a good move on on you know Audinate and Dante's part to have a, a low cost of entry point where people can kind of you know like you're saying they can say well what the heck I'll spend fifty bucks and try it out and and see how it works and then that may lead them into hey I tried that at you know my home studio or my little recording thing um, now I want to integrate that into my you know live sound rig or or anything anything that way. Um, you know, it's a great move to get them into that. I, I have seen Dante growing in the past. It's nice to start to see everyone kind of converging on one platform. Um, you know, that makes the integration side of things easier. Um, and as far as IT in general, we used to see a few years ago customers were always, no, we want you to put your AV network on a totally separate, isolated network. We want nothing to do with it. Now it's the complete opposite. Now it's we want one network to manage. We want everything on our network. You know, don't put more switches in. Um, and so, being able to to utilize Dante with that low of a cost of entry is, is great. Can you interface? I assume that Dante via with any other normal Dante endpoint. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. The one thing I was I was telling you guys beforehand. Um, the microphone I use is a is a. I, I like the microphone I have, so that's why I have it. Um, but it's analog. It goes through a board. The one thing I don't have yet, and I need to get, um, is a is a Dante interface for my mic. Because uh, until then, I could talk all day long, and you guys wouldn't hear me if I had the the Dante thing going on back and forth. Um, there's a number of companies that 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 sell little. I mean, little you know, matchbox size devices. You plug in XLR, you plug it into the network, and suddenly you have another Dante uh, interface. So yeah, anything that's that's Dante, you can send it in and out. Yeah. That's a kind of neat thing, uh, Mr. Brandis. You guys have done a, a number of, of I shouldn't say networking things, um, but you know both audio and video. You can get stuff in and out uh, onto the network. Um, how how important is is keeping that network? I guess clear is the best way to say that uh, when it comes to making sure that 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 the audio is going and the video both is going back and forth. Uh, well, I mean, it's incredibly important, obviously, to keep it clear so it works. Um, we we believe in the value of IP streaming. We believe in the value of not only having it as a courtesy output, um, but that in some universe it could be the theory of transmission or, you know, the future of transmission, um, theoretically. Yeah. You know, with wonderful companies like High Vision and SVSI by AMX out there on the decode and encode side, uh, you know, all of our cameras, for the most part, IP stream. Uh, we have bridging devices that bring in legacy audio and video devices and IP stream that, you know, 
pretty soon we won't be talking about pulling cable. You know, we'll just be talking about network endpoints, right? And that's the future is audio and video over the network. Like Orion mentioned, ideally one network to manage um, where we, you know, we have to interrupt and we have to bridge, you know, whether it's Dante or answer your other favorite flavor of networked audio here. Um, you know, at some point we're going to have to discuss, you know, real interop as all these endpoints talk to each other and bridge together to pretty much the only physical connection that we'd need in, you know, five years ideally would be to a computer or to a recording device. Um, if you're averse to using a CDN in the cloud, um, which I don't know why you would be, but some people are. So, you know, that's, we're slowly getting where we need to go, and this $50 price point is very interesting for your average, you know, technology hobbyist. Um, whether you're using it in a studio application like you are, I'm using it to send audio from my computer while I'm working at home to my stereo system. Like, these are all great yep. low-end, uh, low-cost applications where I can enjoy it, and then you know, it allows me to see how easy it is to use and then bide my time where I take it to my Dante-enabled DSP and I'm routing all my audio in my rooms that way. Got Dante mics, Dante DSP, boom, everything's on the network. And that's, we're slowly getting there and, I don't know, a few years we'll probably look back and think, what were we doing running so much balanced audio cable in and out of buildings and other structural cable? Why were we idiots? Well, and there, there will be that one guy uh, or or gal who's an, an an old sound person, and they'll still be bemoaning the fact that they've lost their their analog you know twisted pair on you know balanced mic line. So I am that person. I know him. that's why I said that. So all right, <laughs> that's gonna do it for us, Ms. Lindsay Adler. Thank you so much, ma'am. Thank you. How can people find you or SCN? Uh, well, they can follow SCN on Twitter at SCN Mag. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay M. Adler, and you can find all of our news at avnetwork.com. avnetwork.com, not just uh, SCN, but also uh, the wonderful publication of AV Technology, um, edited by um, uh, Marco Dewahi, so, and a, a lot of others. EH, or, uh, uh, um, New Bay does a lot of really great magazines. So, uh, Mr. Mike Brandis, how do people find you, sir? Uh, you can find me at a number of places, avnetwork.com, when I write for SCN. The pages of SCN, occasionally the pages of AV Technology Magazine, uh, avnation.tv on occasion. Mm -hmm. MikeBrandisAV.com and on Twitter at MikeBrandisAV. That's a lot. Um, and then professionally, you can tweet our company at Vadio at or... Vadio. Get a hold of me that way if you want to. All right, sir. Orion, thank you, sir. You did good job on the on the first time. How do uh, how do people find you and or uh, um, Tech Electronics? Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, appreciate the opportunity to talk. Um, yeah, Tech Electronics. I mean, you can go to our website, techelectronics.com. Real hard to remember. Um, you know, myself, I'm everywhere under different names and, and don't do a whole lot, so. Yeah, right. feel free to reach out to me. No, tech. tech Electronics is fine. That 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 is plenty of fine. So, uh, all right. My name is Tim Albright. Don't follow me, but go by the website that that Mr. Brandis mentioned, avnation.tv. Avnation.tv. You will find this program and a host of others. 
Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. You can find our, our wonderful underwriters that help make it happen uh, and watch all of our other shows. Got a brand new EdTech out in a, in a new state of control coming out uh, pretty soon. So avnation.tv, avnation.tv. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. This has been AV Week. Thank you.